Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungadass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan. That gentleman's name is Action Jackson. And it is our pleasure to welcome to the program... Lynn Worthy of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch to talk Cardinal baseball. Lynn, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thank you. The listeners loved when you were on last week, so it's great to have you back on. Thanks so much for taking more time out to join us, man. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Well, we're unfortunately, we're talking in, in like the, the winter of our discontent right now because of everything that has been, been going on. I think since we last talked, Lynn, the Cardinals won one game. Uh, so, <laughs> so it hasn't exactly been a heater. Um, from a big picture perspective, uh, let's, let's start on the rotation because I feel like there are issues in, in each compartment of the ball club at this moment. Steven Matz last night, uh, yeah, I realize, you know, after the first inning it went fine. But the first inning cost the Cardinals the game, and he has been problematic uh, in most of his starts with the Cardinals, and certainly this year. Uh, your thoughts on Matt's, and what do you think the next step is for him? You know, I'm not entirely sure what the next step is with him, especially since um, you know it looks like Wayno will be back uh, this week. Wayno's the schedule to be back this weekend for a Saturday start. Um, I'm not sure that you know it. Did they make any sort of a change with Matt's just yet? But uh, I wouldn't be shocked like if they decided they were going to, and I'm not sure exactly what that shuffling would look like. Um, at the same time, I, I think he's one of those guys that you, when he's right, you feel like there's more there than with some of the other options that you, that you have right now. But it's just he's just not right right now. For, whether it's just you know the lack of the curveball, or you know it seems like every outing there's that that inning or that pitch or that. You know, that one at that, and, and everything goes sideways. And then, you know, he might get it back on track before. I mean, after that, or he might have had it on track before that. But when you look at it after the fact, and it's, you know, it really doesn't matter what he did before or after because that's, you know, really where the game was decided. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in, in an instance like last night, obviously it was the first inning. But then, you know, it's it's easy to also forget that, you know, the offense didn't come up with much of anything after that either. I mean, not that they were, you know, you you give up four in the first inning that you expect the offense to, uh, you know, to sort of overcome that, but they didn't really put up a whole lot of a fight the rest of that night either. Sure, the offense uh, has uh, has been one of the bigger problems as well. I don't even know which one you would rank ahead. The, the difference with the offense is we expect the offense to be good. We didn't necessarily expect the pitching to be great. I just want to follow up one more question on the rotation. Um, with Wainwright coming back, scheduled to start this Saturday against the Tigers, and Matthew Libertor off to a 3-1 and start with a 2.14 ERA, and his velocity is back uh, after last year coming up to St. Louis and throwing in the low 90s he's getting it back up in the high 90s now 1.10 whip uh, he has uh, struck out 45 hitters in 33 and two-thirds innings and only walked 12 any indication from the Cardinals is how they view Libertor at this moment and any potential for him to join this rotation I think it was the the last home stand it sounded like um, you know I think uh, Mo uh, John Mozeliak spoke uh, to you know the media as a group last home stand and seemed like he was wanting to almost pump the brakes a little bit on the Libertor, um, just to like, you know, I mean, I think part partially that was making sure that, you know, Jake Woodford knew that he was going to get, you know, an, at least another start or two to, to sort of get out of the funk that he'd been in. 
Um, so I'm not sure if they've changed gears on that. I think, especially with Zach Thompson going down, yeah. um, you could probably say, okay, well, maybe that clears that spot for Woodford to eventually slide into the bullpen where he was supposed to start the season before Wayno got hurt, now with Wayno back in the rotation. But, I mean, it does present options where if they decided they wanted to do something different with Matt's, then does that mean that, um, you know, uh, you can bring somebody else up and, and you know, um, not necessarily have to um, put Woodford back or leave Woodford in the rotation. He could still go to the bullpen and does somebody else get into the rotation. I'm not not entirely sure. Okay. Um, but um, I know as of that last time I was saying, it seemed like they wanted to, to pump the brakes in that a little bit. I don't know how much that has changed since then. Um Again, and you know, and the other thing is, is Matt's, you know, not that uh, fans necessarily want to necessarily look at it this way, but Matt's is one of those guys that you are committed to for a couple of years, where as opposed to, you know, some of the other guys where, um, you know, you're not, you don't necessarily have them, you're not tied to them for multiple years. So there's probably incentive to get him right and to try and get him going. Yeah, you're exactly right. That won't, uh, that won't make most fans real happy to hear, but (laughs) it is a reality. They still have 35 million plus uh, over the next, uh, this year, and then two years beyond that. Let's turn to the offense as you were making reference to Lynn, as Lynn Worthy is our guest here on 101 ESPN. This is Balloon Party presented by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. Uh, The offense, uh, I think so much of this starts with Nolan Arenado just not being right. Last night, the Cardinals looked like they might be getting something going in the sixth inning, and then Arnado rolls over and uh, double play, and nothing gets going after two on and nobody out. Uh, your observations on Arnado and uh, what you are hearing from him and from the team with regards to his surprisingly slow start this season? Yeah, I know that everybody, um, I think we we talked about the last time too, is as, as far as there's been no indication there's anything going on health-wise. It's just, you know, he's talked about being off with timing, being off just disconnected, I believe is the term he used mechanically. Um, I think going back and look at the numbers, something like five for 50 now, his last five for 50 without an extra base hit. Um, he's just, you know... I, I don't want to say lost because a guy like that, um, you know, has obviously proven and he's gone through slumps before. I mean, I think right. last May he had a dreadful stretch. So, I mean, I don't want to say lost because it sounds like he's, you know, like you know, he's gone off the rails or something like that, or he's just not going to get, get it back. But I think he's, he knows what he needs to work on. It's not as though he's just sort of floundering. It's just going through one of those stretches where um, anything and everything just seems to be going wrong at the plate for him. Um, and I think that, that that's a big, I mean, in the middle of your lineup is not going, um, you know, I mean, like last night, if, if he gets, you know, a base hit there, if he hits a home run there, I mean, anything there aside from the double play, um, and maybe it gives them a chance to, to get back in that game or, you know, one swing puts them right back in that game, but you're just not getting that from him right now. Um, and it's it's trickling down to the the, the entire offense. Yeah, and the, and the thing is not, and I agree with you. I mean, I was thinking, okay, this is the moment right here. This is the chance for him and for the Cardinals to come back, get a big win, and Arenado starts getting it right. Because you're right, he he did have months where he was really off last year, and he had months where he was uh, invincible. 
But, you know, over his last seven days, uh, you were speaking to his recent numbers. He's two for his last 24 and uh, and just, you know, not hitting the ball hard. And that's the thing that's odd to me. Even though he didn't have a great and granted it was a two-game series against the Phillies, he did hit the ball hard. He had a ball in game one that I think everybody thought was a home run and it stayed in the ballpark. He was hitting the ball hard. Now he's just not hitting the ball hard either. That was a that was a nondescript ground out uh, for that double play, and that's that's why I kept asking: Is he healthy? And everybody says, Yeah, he he is healthy. He's just in in a slump. But so much of the Cardinals' offensive issues, it's not going to tend to the rotation situation, but the offensive issues is a domino effect. That if in the middle of the order, Nolan Arenado is is hitting i mean you remember from spring training ali marmol saying hey we know who our three four five guys are uh and those guys are not hitting three four five right now because the cardinals are trying to figure out what to do because the guy who you would think would be the core is really off to a sluggish start so what options do you think the cardinals have with trying to get this offense going beyond uh anything being done outside of the organization when I think it's just going to be a matter of, you know, um, par- partially it's going to be playing. I mean, as we've seen them trying to just play matchups to the to create as many opportunities as they can. It's going to be juggling lineups, you know, as we've already seen. I mean, there's really a limited amount of things that you can do, um, especially when you – I mean, you're not going to change out, you know, but so much of, you know, the, the lineup. I mean, you're not going to move guys like uh, Arnauto and Goldschmidt out of the middle of that lineup. Right. Like, I think that's, you know, I mean, you're just not going to do that. So aside from that, um, there's really not a whole lot, aside from trying to get them to come around, maybe moving some of the parts around them, try to get other things going. Um that's that's I think one of the the toughest parts is it's like okay the thing that you sort of counted on and and figured that you can sort of build around is not clicking right now and there's not a whole lot that you can um, you know it's like rearranging uh, you know the, the furniture but um, the house is uh, uh, just sort of falling apart a little bit <laughs> it's just you know I mean, it, it, you can't do but so much to, to dress that up yeah well um, uh, and it, i don't think yeah and i'm not sure that there's you know i mean and, and i know people want to say oh you gotta you gotta bring up certain guys and do all these other things i'm not sure how much that i mean i guess if you just change for the sake of change or you think it's going to give a spark then i guess maybe but i'm not sure if that doesn't create more problems in in some ways or not yeah, I mean, Jordan Walker is uh, was 0 for 3 last night. He has not been tearing the cover off the ball since going down to Memphis, certainly a, a limited amount of time here. I mean, he is, he's only been down there for, for less than a week, but 0 for 3 last night with with two strikeouts, and I know they want him to start uh, elevating the ball, so that's not going to be a move that they would necessarily make, and it's really early in the season. The only team that I could see making a move here in the next couple of weeks would be the White Sox. Uh, other than that, I think uh, teams aren't going to be pulling on the season in the first week of May for the Cardinals to be a trading partner. At least it would surprise me. Hey, final thought for you, Lynn. I mean, this is uh, this is coming at a bad time because I think it'll be, quote-unquote, maybe I'm not using the right word here, fun to see Shohei Otani um, pitching and hitting tonight, uh, off last night for the Angels, pitching tonight for the Angels. Um, but I don't know how fun it will be if he's like held them scoreless and hitless through four. But uh, it'll be a chance to see one of the best in the game and a guy who is a free agent uh, pitching in St. Louis uh, tonight. Uh, your thoughts on the chance for Cardinal fans to see Shohei Otani both at the plate and on the mound? 
Well, I mean, he's he's just one of those unique talents. I mean, um, I think I'm trying to remember off the top of my head what the numbers were last year. That um, so I was out there for a series in Anaheim, um, covering the Royals at the time, and I think he had one of those series where he had a game where he drove in. I want to say it was you know like six, seven RBI, something like that, and then the next night strikes out double digits and is throwing, you know, a hundred miles an hour. And it's, it's one of those things that you, you know, it's like that dude that, or that kid that dominates little league and you just, you know, he's the best hitter. He's the best pitcher. Guys can't touch him, can't throw anything to him. But at the major league level, that doesn't exist. except right. Now it does in Shohei. Um, so um, just from a baseball standpoint and, and just seeing an outstanding talent and performance, like, you know, he's one of those guys that you tune in and you, you go see because you just want to see what he does because you know he's capable of amazing things. Um, if you're a Cardinals fan, you're not going to be <laughs> excited <laughs> about the potential of what he might do on either side, whether it's in the batter's box or on the mound. Uh, I think if the – I mean – if you, and I you know people don't want to be looking for small victories or moral victories or anything like that. I think if they play well against him tonight, you know, maybe they scratch out a win or they're able to get something going. I mean, I think uh, Michaelis starts tonight. If he has another solid start after the, the rough start to the season he had, I guess there's something you can take from that, obviously, encouragement going forward. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a rough stretch right now. Um, and, yeah, the fact that, you know, you would have liked to have gotten that one last night when he wasn't in the lineup. Right. You know? <laughs> right. And then go, yeah, okay. He he, yeah. He wasn't pitching this weekend and can dodge it, but you get to see him hit it. But now you got him back in the lineup and he's pitching and you're in the midst of a, a losing streak. It is, uh, it is not optimal timing. But nonetheless, it'll be quote unquote fun to see Shohei Otani performing both on the mound and in the batter's box tonight at Bush Stadium as the Cardinals try to halt the skid and turn this thing around. You can read Lynn Worthy's game stories and his thoughts. So on stltoday.com and in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Lynn, always appreciate your time on the show. Thanks so much. Thank you. You guys take care. Take it easy, man. That's Lynn Worthy of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch with us here on Balloon Party. Uh, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. A couple things here on the back half of the show. Uh, sports gambling in Missouri has... Uh, Hit another roadblock, and uh, I have some insight into what is going on. Uh, I will have that uh, for you and give you my thoughts on that. And then there is a Little Piddles. Uh, the Little Piddles redemption arc. Now, the redemption arc, is that saying, like, okay, we acknowledge yesterday's Tuesday it was the toss half around? Half. Oh, half and half. Oh, no, half and half fan. It has nothing to do with my uh, performance. Not at all. No, it has to do with its questions about essentially comebacks or oh. some redemption. Uh, Ladies Love Cool James said, don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. Do you recall that song, even though it predates your birth by seven years? I don't, but... uh, Mama said knock you out, really. Is that right? uh, You're speaking Latin, essentially, to me right now. Even though I went with a British dialect at the end. Did you catch that? I did. Sometimes you do that, and it always throws me off guard. (laughs) I I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with, like, the chords of Stairway to Heaven. I wasn't born. I'm just surprised for somebody such as yourself that you're not familiar with Mama Said Knock You Out. I really am. I'm not like a music historian to an extent. You're a film. Film historian for sure. Hmm. For okay. sure. Interesting. Yeah, cinephile as they call it. Cinephile. All right, Jackson's a cinephile. Your thoughts? 314-399-9646. All this coming up in the second half of Balloon Party. Driven by Mungan St. Louis, Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN.